Hi, this is iHeartRadio's Carol Miller from Q1043 in New York. Our friends, presenters Nigel Pierce and Alan Thompson, join us from Britain each week to give us a taste of real UK radio. This time, Nigel speaks with John Bultitude, the communications manager for the Theatre Royale in Norwich, about the next big productions, all from America, coming up. This is UK Radio. Well, there is a perennial classic, and I thought that must be the best way to start the show this afternoon, because it is Sunday afternoon, and I'm very honoured. And as I said earlier, I've got a special guest in here today, and uh, first time that I've had him in the studio, but I've known said gentleman for about 15 to 20 years. It's John Bultitude, and uh, he's from the Theatre Royal in Norwich. So good afternoon to you, John. Good afternoon, Nigel, and what a great song for a Sunday afternoon. I never knew that Louis did that bit at the beginning of the song as well, which was, I've learned something this afternoon. Well, we like to play things a little bit different and uh you know um first of all before we play the next track what exactly do you do at the theatre royal that would be a nice thing to sort of find the angle that you've come in on well uh, i'm the uh, communications manager there so my role is essentially to sort of spread the word about the shows productions and performances that are happening uh, within the theatre royal also norwich playhouse and stage two our new uh, learning and participation center which has shows in as well so uh working i work on and oversee uh, probably about 200 campaigns for different shows a year and work hands-on on about half of those as well so yes it's a busy time so you haven't got many hours in the day (laughs) i can always spare an hour to pop in here on a sunday afternoon well that'll be great now i'd like to play another track and then we can talk about the productions because we've got three fantastic productions this month absolutely yes coming up over the next few weeks and they're coming over the next couple of months but i'd like to i don't know how we're going to start this off that's one of the surprises here but i'm going to play a track from an american artist again that signifies distance it signifies space and also the fact that you're going from on a touring show from one spot to another to another therefore it puts in the boredom but how you deal with it and i can't think of anything better than john denver singing it's a long way from starwood in aspen Talking about the refuge of home after travelling around and around on tour. Now, that's very apt because, John, you've got a show coming up, um, or is it a production? Please forgive me. Uh, either is fine, either is fine. Um, that has done the rounds. That, that's come, you know, it, it's, a, it's a show that is well known for its songs, well known for the story, well known for the film. So, you know, at least, let, let's go in. Let, what have you got? We've got the Bodyguard coming to us, opening uh, on April the 30th for two weeks. And, uh, yeah, talking about touring this show has been everywhere it's done a uh, runs in the west end uh, it's touring the uk for the second time round, and features the wonderful alexandra burke who people will know from the x factor of course but she has got the most incredible voice it's her third visit to us she came to the bodyguard last time it visited us in 2016 and also did a very different role in sister act in 2017 and we're really pleased to have her back and as you mentioned nigel the music in it is fantastic it celebrates the songs of, of the late whitney houston and of course based on the the film of the same name and it's great for Alexandra because uh, she's been part of this show pretty much since it started in the West End as well. People will know her from, of course, from the X Factor, but she's got a really strong stage background as well. She's most recently played Svetlana in Chess that they did at the London Coliseum, which mm. just got an amazing view. She's done Chicago uh, most recently in the West End. And of course, we talked about um, Sister Act as well. 
music is what you're all about and there's plenty of that um, in the bodyguard all the great um, Whitney Houston songs Queen of the Night so emotional one moment in time uh, saving all my love run to you and, and I will always love you which is sort of always in those polls as one of the greatest songs of all time as well and what's great about this is that it's um, sung live there's a 10 piece orchestra her Fantastic. part of it as well so you know you really get to um, experience the power of the music the show itself has been going for quite a while so it actually took six years in development from first idea to getting the show up there and first opened at the Adelphi in the West End back in 2012 so you know in fact it's um, seven years old already and people are still loving it so it says a lot about its sort of iconic status and it's got all nominated for four Olivier's and it also got best new musical at the what's on stage award so it's got that that great um, sort of background to it as well and as well as the west end of the uk listen to this for a list of countries it's been to netherlands germany south korea canada italy australia madrid france and it's toured across america as well so well we have a very strong american connection here with what we do in this show particularly because this interview today will be going out to america to my colleague in america carol miller hi carol uh, nice to be back with you again and even though you you'll get this long after it goes out you won't really it goes out this weekend but the point is always nice and carol has actually just done 48 years at her network in america my goodness well that, that sets it all into context doesn't it it yeah. really does and she's very excited about this because it's, it's like coming from my home country you know mm, and we've got yeah. one or two other things and, and home district because she works out of new york so what say we have a bit of music now we talked about music yes and music is so is absolutely key to the story and i think this is probably we talked about it a second ago probably the best known song from the bodyguard it is but what i've got to do and not putting whitney or alexandra in the shade i found the original and one of the session tracks from dolly parton i've exhumed it from my collection transferred it to cd for you and uh, you can hear dolly in full bloom with the very original recording of and i will always love you would you like to hear it john i would Well, I don't know about you, John, but I think that version is absolutely brilliant. And I'm not being detrimental to uh, Whitney Houston because she had a massive seller. It was number one for umpteen weeks. Uh, it sold zillions. And it was a great film. It but was, but, it, it, but it's, that's the power of a perennial song, that it can be reinvented and uh, and have new interpretations and new voices and everything. And, and, and that's a great example of that. But as you know, during the film, there was a scene with Kevin Costner. Uh, who's playing Kevin, by the way? Uh, a great actor, Benoit Marichal, who actually played Frank Farmer in the French production of the show. And they were so impressed with him, they brought him over to the UK. So he will be playing that role in Norwich, which is great. Oh, fantastic. Now, going back to the film, there was a bit where he threw the bit of silk in the air and he had the the, the sword and yeah. they cut the silk in half yeah. well they played the original by Dolly Parton as a little excerpt in the back because wow. he said he likes listening to country and western and she's obviously a soul yeah. singer yeah. and that's why she picked up but the version that was in the film was that version and not the recorded version because that's a run through version there was no orchestra there it was Goodness. just Dolly with the with the musicians yeah. going through the final run, tr- run through before they actually committed it to tape Goodness. or vinyl or whatever yeah. Yeah. but the point is it's such an emotional song that, yes, Whitney did a great job, and I'm sure Alexandra's going to do a fantastic job when she comes. And it's a, But as you've said, it's a different song. It's been reinvented, recovered, and not rehashed, but reproduced, redone. 
and um, I'm looking forward, you know, obviously for the Theatre Royal to have a successful run with it. So, well, I mean, it's a great show. For people who don't know it, um, I mean, Alexandra or Whitney, if you're talking about the film, plays uh, she's a pop superstar called Rachel Marin, who's got this uh, stalker, and uh, so they have to hire in a bodyguard who's an ex Secret Service agent to look after her. And as happens when people are working as closely together as those two are, love blossoms and uh, it follows uh, what happens. I have to just give a mention um, also, we've talked about Alexandra, but to Carol Stennett, who's going to be playing Rachel Marin role at some of the um, performances as well. She's going to be playing it in the matinees. Um, and she was here last time as well and, and uh, did the same thing. And her voice is absolutely incredible. I was walking through the theatre to sort of forget the matinees on and um, it, was, it was a really warm time. I think one of the doors was sort of open and her voice mm. is fantastic. So yes, don't be put off if you're coming to the matinee and think, oh, I won't see Alexandra because Carol is absolutely amazing as well. Great so, voice. So where can our... Um Ever faithful listeners pick up information, John? Well, there's information all on our website, which is theatreallnorwich.co.uk. You can book your tickets there or you can come in and see us or you can give the box office a ring. I have to say the availability is getting very tight on it now. The first week's got very few seats left and the second week is getting that way. So be quick if you want to come along and see this production. Well, what can you say? That's what the Theatre Royal needs, is what Norwich requires, which is a partnership to give you a very successful production. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, we've got a couple more coming along, but I'm going to play a track again um, that uh, heralds this production. And uh, maybe if we've got a bit of time, as, we, as we're going through quite well, we can come back and top off and, absolutely. and, and, and do some more bits and pieces because uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself today and it's nice to have you in the studio. You're very welcome. It's very, very hard to understand. We've known each other 15, 20 years and we've never actually got in the studio to work together. <laughs> so, you know, there's always a first time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right now, you've got a show coming up. Um, this is the title track, not of the show, but this is what the show has come from. So I'm going to play this track, and again, I'm going to play something that is just a little bit different. Well, there you go. That's as near as you can get it to the original version produced by George Martin in January 1969. More of that later. Yes, that was the title track. It was the Beatles. It was Let It Be. And, John, you've got a fantastic production coming up, which is completely different because it unravels and enrolls the whole of the Beatles' career with their music. But, uh, you know, to put something like this on and make a dance show or a show out of it is, you know, very interesting. So please tell us more. Yeah, we've got Let It Be coming to us for the first time actually to the theatre hall from uh, june the 17th to the 22nd this is really interesting because um the show has been out for quite a while it's a, a big kind of theatrical concert and, and celebrated the beatles and their music uh, but jeff parry who is the sort of brains behind the whole show um, has basically given it a revamp so when it comes to norwich as part of this tour it is going to be completely different to what you've seen before I i'm going to quote jeff himself because um he he says it probably the best way so the first half of the show will be what you've seen before if you've seen let it be or indeed if you haven't so it's a big celebration of the music um and and playing the, the tracks from that sort of era um so you see all the same set changes and um there's a little bit of sergeant pepper in there uh, and that sort of thing and the first half will actually end with that final medley um from abbey road uh, and then you see the Beatles saying this, the squabbling and they're breaking up and all this sort of thing. And then you see John and Paul, it sort of ends with them saying, what about if we did get together again, what would happen? Bang. The second half flashes forward to uh, the 1980s 
and basically imagines what would happen had John still been with us, had the Beatles all got back together. They're going to be dressed in the clothes of the 80s. How would they have looked in that time? And basically then playing some more songs again as though it was the reunion and they got back together. So I think it's going to be quite poignant for Beatles mm. fans to actually imagine yeah, what had that happened. Now, this new show has already been done in America and Canada. Uh, and, and Jeff said, you know, it was, it's just incredible watching people's faces in the audience. So they start off with a Paul McCartney song, then there's a Lennon song, and all four Beatles have actually lead a song in this second half as well. Um, there's also They've also added in some Beatles songs that weren't in the original show, like Got To Get You Into My Life. But um, he said, you know, it, it's really interesting, and they've had an amazing buzz. They're trying to get the show into Japan. They've had Japanese um, venues coming to have a look at it. But, yeah, it's that whole... It's not just a Beatles tribute show this is taking it into the next mm. uh, level and kind of imagining what happened if the Beatles were still with us today you're really then lifting the lid aren't you on, you are on what could have been and yes. what the world really hoped for well, absolutely and it's and it is absolutely fantastic I mean Let It Be Itself has, has been going for a long long while and, and Jeff it, it's something that he'd always wanted to do it, it basically it all started in Calgary in Canada Mm. Um, a radio station there um, spoke to Jeff and said they basically want um, a Beatles band to play five songs in their car park because they were launching a new radio station and they knew him through sort of being a, a music a music promoter and that sort of thing um, and he, he, he absolutely said he hated Beatles tribute bands because they just wanted to look like the Beatles mm. and didn't necessarily sound like them so he found a, a group called Rain who were older didn't look like the Beatles but can actually but sounded like the Beatles and could play mm. all and it, and it literally started from that and from that let it be the show came uh, and, and here we are today but he, he said the other thing with this show is it, it gets that second half particularly for Beatles it gets very emotional because people are thinking like mm. this is this is what could have happened yeah there's George Harrison songs they, they play some of the Lennon songs from Double Fantasy Imagine is played mm. in the second act and people yeah, yeah no. it plays on the emotions, as you can imagine, as a Beatles fan. Well, yes, um, and I know, as I say, I can actually point um, a certain producer to uh, what was going to happen after this split, because, as you know, or maybe you don't know, all four Beatles, they took songs that they were working on recording as a unit and then pushed them onto their solo albums. Even John Lennon's um, Plastic Ono Band, Hold On and Love, Real love were songs that the people, the Beatles were playing with. Uh, love wow. is real, real is love. Yeah. So I can predict with some certainty what the next album was going to be because George Harrison's All Things Must Pass was in there. I've got the recordings of the Beatles doing it. Goodness um, me. Et cetera. Um, so I think there's a lot to be done. So I actually think, John, once again, the Theatre Royal has opened the proverbial lid yeah. um, and, and bringing this production to us. So when's this going to be at the theatre? You've got a little bit of time. It's with us from the 17th of June uh, to the 22nd of June. Um, the show itself officially opens its tour in uh, Portsmouth in about three weeks' time and it's going all over the country. And we're, we are the final venue for the tour at the moment. So oh, it's brilliant. going to be fantastic. So what a way to end uh, yeah, in Norwich, what a way which I think is going to be fantastic. But I'm really looking forward to this. They've got a fantastic cast of actor musicians in this as well, some of whom have done the international tour. So I think this is going to be something really special. So again, it's to the Theatre Royal website. Absolutely, can, all on sale. Are you taking, Royal you're, you're taking bookings already? Oh, we are. Yes, we're taking yeah. bookings already. In fact, it's, it's, it's been on sale for a few weeks now, and it's, it's going really well. So still plenty of seats, but we'd love to see people. I'm here. looking forward to seeing we're, it. We'll bring um, you along. I'd love to hear your review on this program of it as we well. Would what do you think? As yes. I say, I think we've got something here, John, for the future because you know when you you, you have a capital city, for Norwich is the capital city of the east of England. 
and there's so much that goes through Norwich trade-wise, commercial-wise, economic-wise. It's important now that we've got a, a club that's going back into the Premier League and then this, this partnership between its people and what you can provide for their leisure time absolutely is absolutely vital yes absolutely. and i'd like to come back and talk a little bit um, after the next track um about the theater royal just a little bit of its longevity and what it means to norwich through your eyes because mm -hmm. if your communications you just said it you communicate with the people you you try to get them to uh, come to the shows you push and advance the stature of uh, the theater royal so if we can have another track and we can talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely just a little just sort yes, of no, absolutely. Just, just take the lid off before we come to and that will fit in actually with the, the next show and how we're changing the program with the next show we're going to talk about we don't well. just throw this together here you know, John. <laughs> <laughs> we, we work it now you mentioned let it be i've got to play this because um as you know next year is the 50th anniversary of let yes. it be it's going back into the cinemas mm -hmm. as a film yeah the original film is going to be re-edited and remastered. Then the person that done this from Wingnut Productions, who did the um, World War One restoration, there is 55 hours of video film that's never been seen of the Beatles to wow. make another movie. Goodness. And there's 140 plus hours of audio. So wow. there's more music that's never been heard. And again, I've known that the songs have been in the stack for a long time, but uh, and I've got copies. But um, yes, well, never mind. Um, but the point is that uh, there is still this fantastic worldwide interest in this band that hasn't been a unit for fifty years. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the songs and it's there, but I don't think the legacy of the Beatles will ever die. Will ever die. It's like you were saying earlier on about the Dolly Parton song. It's, these their songs have been reinvented and re-listened to as well as the originals, and people still love them, which is why shows like Let It Be are so popular. Well, can I take you? back to January the 26th 1969 okay it was a cold day <laughs> okay in the middle of London and uh, people were going about their daily business when something happened that's never happened since Rosetta <laughs> sweet Rosetta fat she thought she was a cleaner sweet but Rosetta. she was a fry yeah, the picker Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> John Lennon, as we know him, is best and most charming. Now, that was obviously the live version from the roof. So, you know, obviously that's a part of Let It Be. And uh, it just goes to show, I think, John, that how much the Theatre Royal has evolved and changed and kept with the times. Well, absolutely, and, and, and changing still. So uh, I mean, our chief executive, um, Stephen Crocker, is kind of looking at a new ethos for things as well and, and slightly adjusting the programme a bit to sort of focus on particular strands of performance. So, you know, those big musicals, Les Miserables, that we announced a few weeks ago, things like Let It Be, are still a really important part of, of what we do. But also to look at some different styles of performance and and bring in some new audiences as well so uh, dance is really important that we'll be talking about in a little while uh, classical music is becoming mm. um, a really important part of, of what we do and that part of our program is growing um, drama and, and particularly sort of new drama some edgy drama is going to be coming um, on stream so um, and and also producing some new uh, work so most recently we did uh, premiered a new play in stage two which was a, a based on real life stories of Norwich homeless which um, opened mm. a few weeks ago and was actually performed in London just last week um, and also what he's calling the extraordinary things that are a little bit different so we've got um, a, a play coming in as part of Norfolk and Norwich Festival which is going to be performed in our new restaurant 
called oh, Dante or Die uh, about I won't spoil the whole plot but essentially it's um, about a guy who has to sort of uh, delete his uh, former partner's existence from the internet for reasons that will become clear but the whole play as, as well as him acting within the restaurant will be uh, your everyone who comes in will be given a smartphone and a pair of headphones which will be part of the play so a completely different mm. way of of performing so those are all sort of parts of what he's doing so the the um, theatre sort of adjusting the way it works we're trying to bring in some younger audiences as well for mm. particular shows and I think something like Let It Be will be a great example I, I'm always a great believer in looking at the audience as well as yeah. the show when I come in and, and I think that's going to be one of those shows where there will be those Beatles fans who saw the Beatles, who remember the Beatles, who queued up at Woolies in Norwich to buy their records mm. back in the day, but also those the new generation of people. That's the joy of things like Spotify and all these mm. places, that you can have a playlist of the Beatles on your phone and, and listen to it when the programmes like yours are not on the radio, or mm. you can listen again to, to what you're doing. And I think it's great to just have that great mix of different performances on a stage. It's, as I say, you know, the Theatre Royal, it's this stand-up, um, stand-out as well um, building that's been there for X number of years. It's been a pillar of the Norwich Entertainments Society. It's been a pillar for arts. It's been a pillar for so much. And yet you're still keeping those pillars there. Oh, yes, you can't. Yes, exactly. But you're embracing not only new technology, but new methods. Absolutely. And new productions. Now, not all theatres can do that, which is why, sadly, they tend to fall off the circuit. But you've got this ever-evolving, what I call, cycle of innovation. Absolutely. You know, you start here and you come around, but you might come nearly back, but you're a few steps forward and you go around again and you go around again. And I think, you know, that is the best way I can describe it. Would you not say that? Absolutely. And also, you, you can't do that without uh, you know, a dedicated audience. We're very fortunate for a theatre of our size that we've got something like 12,000 friends of the theatre who keep coming back and, and who you know, support the theatre through their patronage. And without that... You can't do those those other things. So yes, it's it's you, a theatre is only as as successful as as its audience, and so it's important that those audiences are, are developed through bringing in new styles of production and new genres of production and these extraordinary things, as well as the as the favourites that have to remain a part of the, of the programme for obvious reasons. So no, is it, long may it continue. Well, that's absolutely great. Now, what I'd like to do is to play a little track before we get on to uh, our next production. Because um, you've got this little, 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 oh, yes, little, little, little yes, bit, a little bit of time, yes. so maybe we can go back over. I'd like to do yeah. a bit about. I know you've got something with Michael Jackson coming up, and I know you'd like to do a little bit more about the bodyguard. Absolutely, because yeah. it is a it is a now thing, isn't it? Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and this is the important thing. But I'd like to play um, a song by a group called Splinter. Okay, mid seventies, didn't have many hit records, but this is a demo, and it's a project that I'm involved with. And uh, maybe, you never know, we're trying to get these out into the market once again. Okay. But these are the demos of them, just them, with a couple of guitars, nothing else, in the studio. So have a listen to a track called Love Is Not Enough. Well, there you go, John, something different. Uh, what did you think of that? That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, you, you can hear that kind of early to mid 70s rockiness to it but I love their voices I thought it was great and they wrote their own stuff and wow. everybody knows them for the one hit Costa Fine Town okay. uh, but they, they, their career didn't take off um, as it should have done and you, as you said off mic luck plays a very 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 big part in it this. does it does in everything to do with performing and Arts and music and everything, absolutely you yes. know but there we go I just thought it was a nice little interlude there now coming back to the Theatre Royal 
just a quickie, how long has the building actually been established? Do you not? I mean, just a rough 50 years, 100 years? Uh, well, I mean, there's been a theatre royal in Norwich since the 1400s in some Good way, grief. shape or form. This current building has been there since 1935, uh, at the current form. So there's a fire before that. Yeah, there's yeah? a fire before yeah. that. But I mean, there's, yes, there's been a theatre royal in Norwich for hundreds of years doing performances of some sort. And since 35, it's had various incarnations. It, I mean, it did close for a couple of brief periods from refurbishment. It, it had a brief time as a cinema as well. Mm. Uh, because what people may not realise is that they weren't building theatres in the 30s because of the depression and everything else so um, when they built the theatre hall in 1935 it was based on an Odeon seating plan so it was actually a cinema style seating plan in it which is uh, quite interesting so interesting to say the least you know and uh, you know you're coming right up to date and then bringing up the obviously the new methods the yeah. new media the new performing the new way of deploying it and uh, publicising it etc which is where you sit fairly and squarely and uh, now you mentioned um, something that I was involved with a couple of weeks ago, Pepperland. Absolutely. Now, I was absolutely pleased, and obviously, having seen what you've put out onto the net and various other bits and pieces, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, again, what's this show about, John? Well, uh, we're going back to the Beatles, but uh, Beatles in, in a way that you've never probably seen it before. Uh, there's an amazing uh, dance company called the Mark Morris Dance Group who are based in Brooklyn, who we're delighted are coming to Norwich on April the 23rd and 24th. We've become part of, as a theatre of the Dance Consortium, who are a group of about 20 theatres and venues now, who basically work together to bring the cream of international dance to this country, uh, of which Mark Morris Dance Group, for people who know a lot about dance, will know how, how fantastic it was. And and uh, this company are bringing Pepperland to us. Now, it was created by Mark back in May 2017. Uh, at the request of the city of Liverpool to kick off the 50th anniversary celebrations of the Sgt Pepper album. So what they've done is uh, a fantastic composer called Ethan Iverson who's got an amazing track record. He's fantastic at reinventing and, and um, rearranging music. So he's worked with everyone from Nirvana to Blondie and he knew Mark really well. Um, and he rather was rather daunted, I have to say, uh, I found it quite daunting to do this, but has mixed some new arrangements of some of the songs from the Sgt Pepper album, including the title track and with a little help from my friends When I'm 64 and Penny Lane. And he's also composed six new pieces that sort of are inspired by the album and have that, mm. that same kind of musicality and put it into a dance piece which is just phenomenal. So there's voice in there, there's saxophone, uh, trombone, keyboards and percussion in there. So there'll be the live music, but also the sort of the ingenuity and the musicality and the wit that Mark has as, as a, one of the most creative choreographers arguably in the world. Uh, and you've got this finished production, there's brightly coloured costumes. The set has to be seen to be believed. And it's this huge celebration of Beatles and Beatlemania. I mean, Mark remembers the late 1960s remembers the sort of impact that Beatlemania had in his native America and, and here in the UK, the way that things changed socially and politically. And he, he was just kind of dazzled and he, he says, yeah, he was dazzled and confused by the music at the time, loved the Beatles, lost a bit of touch with it over the years and then has kind of re has come back to it when he was commissioned by Liverpool to take on this thing. And just found that a bit like you've been saying for the last hour or so there's so many layers and so many different things to the music and just wanted to put it into the create a show based on it and and here is pepperland 
Well, Pepperland, um, it wasn't salty around the 80s, as John Lennon said in the movie. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I'm looking forward to this. Now, is this actually in the theatre or is it in one of your little side venues? No, no, or? it will be on the main theatre oh, stage. Fantastic. So this is going to be, uh, it's a huge spectacle. One of my colleagues um, went off to go and see it in San Francisco. Um, Lucky fellow. Uh, which is, I know, which is, <laughs> I, I don't get I've been there. I've, I've, been, been, I've, I've been, been to Frisco. It's a beautiful yeah, city. Yeah, I had a fantastic city. time. And so I was just blown away. But I think every, the thing with Mark, he's got this amazing sort of attention to detail every little thing is is uh, looked at and, and nuanced but also it's not a free fall it'd be wrong of me to say that but there's a i suppose freestyling is probably the best way to put it that the dancers are encouraged to sort of mm. every performance you see of it will be slightly different as well which i to me fits in with the whole ethos yeah. of the beatles and their creativity as well but i love them i mean i'm like you i'm a big fan of music and i think I, i'd never come across ethan iverson's work before this and he is just fantastic so this yeah definitely worth seeing well it just goes to show once again you know the fact that you're allowing or the production company the writer is allowing the dancers to improvise a little bit mm. only is a it, little but there is a little but there, it's, yeah. it's another step in this new yeah. re, this new direction that absolutely that the theater oil has taken to you know so well you know it is traditional there are people that want classics played as they were written by Beethoven or by Bach or, or whatever, they don't want any change. Mm. That is where I think you get a little bit of stagnation. There should be nothing wrong in experimenting to produce a new version or a new offshoot yeah. that will encapsulate and bring in, hopefully, a new audience because that is your growth, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Well, we can talk uh, after this. An amazing company are going to come in and do something very different with Shakespeare and music. We'll, Lovely. we'll talk about that. Lovely. We'll have some Beatles. Yes, now... I had to take on, you mentioned two tracks, so I thought let's have four minutes and hear the two original tracks that gave your composer so much inspiration. Sounds like they're getting ready for a performance. <laughs> it does. <laughs> At the Theatre Royal too. <laughs> the sounds of yesterday and today. Uh, Sergeant Pepper with a little help from my friends advertising or putting out there Pepperland for you. Now, I know that the Theatre Royal, I say, they are very adventurous. John, you've put something onto Spotify and onto uh, various other links for this show, haven't you? Well, so absolutely. I, I know you po podcast and listen again, people listen again to this programme, but uh, we did things the other way around a few weeks ago and Nigel popped in to see us to talk about uh, the Beatles. We've, uh, we're now on edition 10 of our own podcast called Interval, which features interviews about shows. So Nigel came in and talked to us about the Beatles and we also talked to some of the Pepperland cast about the show. Um, and the current edition has also got an interview with uh, Jane Asher who's going to be with us next week in A Song at Twilight and we've just gone on to Spotify uh, we're on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes as well so really if you brilliant. just search Norwich Theatre Royal Interval and you can find out even more if you're a Beatles fan or indeed a dance fan about Pepperland as well and, and hear Nigel himself being interviewed by me about the, <laughs> about the You're so kind John <laughs> Now where can, again once again where can people pick up information on this on your website again? It's all on our website or if you just search on SoundCloud or on Spotify or on iTunes for Norwich Theatre Royal Interval and you'll find the podcast there. Well, that's fantastic. Now, um, we've only got about five minutes left, but let's uh, have a, a little bit. And now I know you've got some tasty delights coming up. We, mentioned, we have. We mentioned this new vogue, this new way. Um, you know, it, we, we've done The Bodyguard today, which is fantastic. We've done Let It Be, we've done Sergeant Pepper. But because the Theatre Royal has never rolled in programme, come back to this cycle of continuation Absolutely. again. What have you got? Just a little taste for you, and we can talk perhaps more about it if I pop in in a couple of months' time. Yeah. But, um, 14th to 19th of October, we've got the Watermill Theatre coming back to us for the second time. Uh, they're presenting Midsummer Night's Dream and Macbeth. Uh, they 
they came to us a couple of years ago they present Shakespeare but in a completely new way their director Paul Hart is so imaginative so um, he's going to be bringing two versions A Midsummer Night's Dream which will feature uh, again a cast of actor musicians and music from Nina Simone and Billie Holiday amongst others and Macbeth which I can't wait for which is also mm. going to feature uh, music from amongst others the XX Johnny Cash and the Rolling Stones <laughs> Well, there we go. The sound of the stones, as you've never heard them before, John. The separation and the quality on that track is superb, was it not? And, and, the, and again, well, you were either a Stones or a Beatles fan, weren't you? But I, I think both. the Stones. Oh, you I both. thought you might say that. Now um, we've got about thirty seconds left. So, John, um, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you today, and obviously bring the Theatre Royal the sound of to us here Um, thank you very much for coming and uh, just a quick stab the website please where we can once again find information about these great productions theatreroyalnorwich.co.uk easy as that easy as that box office number Uh, 01603 630000 oh 007 rides again you're in (laughs) heaven no seriously John it's been absolutely brilliant now just before we say our goodbyes Shows selling out on all three fronts, aren't they? We're doing very well, but uh, the show that's coming in next week, Song at Twilight, Simon, or this week actually opens tomorrow night, Simon Callow, Jane Asher. It's Oscar Wilde's last play that he wrote. Well worth a look. Get a quick plug in. Well, there we go. What more can we say? John, thank you very much indeed for spending the time today on Groove Britain. Yours truly, Nigel Pierce, saying bye for now. That was Nigel Pierce speaking with John Bultitude communications manager for the Theatre Royale in Norwich on UK Radio. We also have an additional podcast this week, a chat with singer Danielle Morgan. And you can listen to both full programs at futureradio.co.uk at 3pm Greenwich Mean Time on Sunday, April 7th. Thanks to Ellen and Nigel and Paul Logos of PLX Mastering for US Production. This is Carol Miller, See you again on UK Radio.